Welcome back. Glad to have you. Bill Michaels Show. Hanging out with you and enjoying what was yesterday a very joyous Kohl Center as the Badgers get the win. They knock off Purdue, and uh, they are the number one team in the Big Ten. Fantastic stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by Pindell, a global machining company, and all you got to do is find them right here in our own backyard. That's where they're at, right in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Go to Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That is Pindell.com, Pindell.com, if you're looking for a great opportunity. And they are not only paying, but they are upping the ante when it comes to pay for new employees, and uh, they are training as well. So good stuff there. Uh, let's bring in Ben Wargle. Rivals.com covers the Wisconsin Badgers. Ben, uh, what a night last night out at the Kohl Center, huh? Yeah, Bill, I've been around this team uh, covering this program since 2003, and I've been, there's been some good ones over the time period there. There's been some loud environments, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting a little bit older um, or they put in new speakers, but um, that building was as loud as I've heard it in, in almost 20 years last night. It was a great atmosphere, and it was a fantastic college basketball game. Both teams are you know, quality programs. Both have a, a lineup that can carry them in this month. And it came down to a, a kiss off the glass and, and a court storming last night. Um, it, it, was a, it was a really fun atmosphere just to kind of sit and soak in uh, while we're on deadline. So let's start first and foremost. Greg Gard, Coach of the Year in the Big Ten, hands down. Um, I don't know who else you could vote for. Um, for, for a program pick to finish 10th in the league, considering all he had to replace, a team that really didn't have a proven score coming back. Uh, they brought back one senior who was one of the worst two-point shooters in the country last season and Brad Davison. So many newcomers to this program, uh, so many underclassmen. Um, and this team, you expected this team to have some bumps in the road, some some dips and some valleys, and they really haven't had any really bad performances. And we're entering here on you know, the second day of March. They have been remarkably consistent. They've been gritty. They've been tough. Um it's been a really impressive team just to watch mature from November to now. And Greg Gard has pushed all the right buttons with this team. And, you know, I mean, hands down, he should be coach of the year. And, and heck, he, he probably should garner some attention for national coach of the year, too. Well, that's what I was going to say. What would it take to put him more so on the national spotlight when it comes to national coach of the year? I mean, I know there's been some good performances this year, and certainly what Bruce Pearl's team has done down in Auburn uh, garners a lot of recognition. I know that uh, even Dick Vitale had it last night during the broadcast. Uh, they had a picture of Dick picking up all the uh, kind of the awards, so to speak. But uh, but what would it take for Guard to be the national coach of the year? Well, yeah, there's been a lot of really good uh, coaching jobs this year. Um, you know, Bruce, I think Auburn was picked to finish uh, fifth in the league, and, you know, they've been number one at times this year. Uh, the head coach at Providence, um, you know, Providence was picked to finish, I think, ninth in, in, their, in their conference in the Big East, and they've had a remarkable year. They're the outright champs. Um, you know, there's been so many. Uh, Arizona as well. Arizona was picked um, not to win the Pac-12, and, you know, they're the number two team in the net. Um, Baylor's done a fantastic job. You know, there, there's just a lot of really good coaching jobs, but just if you look at a team picked to finish 10th that lost, you know, so many seniors off their team last year, the controversy that was kind of swirling around this program entering the year, to have 
a player who might be national player of the year in Johnny Davis to be so good in so many close games. They've won 15 games in a row decided by six points or less. I mean, that hasn't been done since the shot clock was added in the 80s. It's just a a remarkable resume that Wisconsin put together. It's not like they're just beating up on, you know, any old, you know, lower mid-major team. They've swept Purdue. They've won at Michigan State. They've won at Indiana. Um, you know, they won the Maui Invitational. They have uh, 16 quad one and quad two wins. That's second most in the country. The quality of their resume really speaks to this coaching job that Greg Gard has done. And so, you know, so he has a profile that people really dig down and look at what he's done and compare to some other people. You know, he should get some votes for, for those kind of awards, and he probably will win some of those national awards this year. Now we move towards really not even the Big Ten tournament because now we're looking at the, the, the you know NCAA tournament as to what this team will be, where they can go, what the expectation should be. The expectation, like you had mentioned, not many teams, not many people pick them to even finish in the top four, much less to win the Big Ten. So this team could end up with a two, maybe a three seed. And then the question becomes, what do they need to do to go deep into the into the tournament? I mean, you can say, well, do what you do because you've been sticking with this. But the only thing that concerns me is they don't get a lot of points coming off the bench. No. No, they don't. And I will say, though, the bench last night was phenomenal. Um, Chris Vogt had a, a tremendous game for them. I mean, he, he only scores two points, but, you know, four rebounds, three offensive rebounds, and two that led to three-pointers, two assists, was active in the low post, really kind of altered what Purdue wanted to do early on. You know, impactful plays. You know, Jacoby Neath has done a, a really nice job here over the last couple of games with Lauren Bowman out. You know, Jordan Davis had the, the excellent game at Minnesota, last week um they, but you're right they don't provide the scoring pop but they've been able to kind of do some other things that can help you know others you know find the bottom of the net um i also kind of worry about this team if they go against a a program that has a really good front court um you kind of look at the big 10 teams that have had success against them you know uh, zach Eady um, has really kind of torn them up over two years. He's beaten up a lot of people, to be fair. But, you know, Edie had a good game last night, 17 points, missed a couple of easy ones, so he probably should have had at least 20. Um, you look at, you know, Illinois, Kofi Coburn um, had dropped 30-plus against them. Hunter Dickinson of Michigan had his way with them in the first half, first stretch. Trace Jackson Davis of Indiana in the second half for a little bit. So, if you come across a team that's got a really good low post presence, I think that could be an issue with Wisconsin, especially if they don't shoot the ball particularly well, which they've kind of had ebbs and flows with over the last you know couple weeks or so. But you look at this team and you look at the resume, like I mentioned, you know, 16 quad one and quad two wins. Their computer numbers aren't great in part because they have some close wins against some teams that are not going to be playing in the NCAA tournament. But again, you know, wins are wins, and they've put together a phenomenal profile. They're a win away against Nebraska or an Illinois loss to Penn State or Iowa from being the outright Big Ten champions. They probably have locked up a three. Um, they could possibly get pushed to a two. It depends how the committee looks at their profile and looks at two of those losses because they didn't have Johnny Davis against Providence. They didn't have Tyler Wall against Michigan State. You know, they're in an excellent position to open the tournament in Milwaukee. You know, playing just you know a little more than an hour down the road in front of your home fans, that's really benefited them in the past. Um, eight years ago uh, when they had that big comeback against Oregon, I believe it was. I think it was eight years ago. So they're in a great spot. They're in a great spot to, 
you know, be, have a good seed, be in a good region. And you know, truthfully, like you said, no one expected them to be here. So in a way, they're playing with house money from now until the end of the year. And really, whatever happens, people are going to look back at the season and say this was a complete success for this program moving forward. Here's the next question. When it comes to close games, and I have learned uh, that it's unpredictable, this team, and Ben has called them gritty, and they are. Uh, they've figured out the way to win close games, and they've, uh, they, what is it, 14 or 15 games now uh, that they have won, uh, six points or less, and, and they continue to trudge through, and these close games don't seem to phase them. You have the nervousness that you are able to contain during adversity, and you can win games. However, the other side of the sword is, you allow teams to hang around. You don't blow anybody out. You don't be. You don't take advantage. You don't put them away, and then you have to scrap and, and and you know claw just to be able to hang on to some of these wins. Does grittiness like that prove to be more, in your opinion, more solid in the tournament, or does it kind of does it give you the indication of oh boy, uh, even some of these other teams can get close and can knock them off if you don't put teams away when you should. Well, I think the record kind of speaks to how this team responds to those situations you know i mean they lose the game to providence way back in november that was you know a five-point loss and since then you know every game that's been two possessions or less they've won they found a way to win and matt payer said best earlier this week he says the reason why wisconsin has been still good in these games you know luck has a little bit to do with it there's certainly luck was on their side last night a couple times late but wisconsin plays the same in his eyes from the first possession to the 61st possession. They don't change how they attack teams. You know, if, if there's an opportunity for them to push the tempo, they'll push. And the numbers back it up. They're not playing at a sprinter's pace, but they're certainly playing with one of their faster tempos in the last 20 years or so. But if it's not there, they're more than content to run their offense, find, uh, make a team defend, and take, a part, and take advantage of that team's weakness and attack um, in that situation. I thought Tyler Wall did a great job of that last night against Edie, trying to go at him, force him early to defend, and try to pick up more fouls. That's kind of what Wisconsin does. But getting back to your your question, I think it just comes from that this team has been in this situation so much, not just at home, not just on the road, but in neutral site games too against good teams. You know, they beat Houston and, and St. Mary's on back-to-back days in, in Vegas to win the Maui Invitational with these close games. It'd be Houston by two and St. Mary's by six, and these are two teams that are in the top 20 in the net rankings, and they're ranked in the AP poll. So they're comfortable in these situations. They don't fold. They don't really have – they really haven't shown nerves in these situations. They make the smart play late in games, and that has lifted them to these wins. So even if they're staring down a Sweet 16 berth, an Elite 8 berth, a Final Four berth, a berth in the second round, and it's one of these games. I, this team probably is not going to panic just because they've proven to themselves that in these situations that they've been in for pretty much the entire year, they know what it takes to win those kind of games. What type of team? You mentioned teams with good front courts. That's the type of team that's going to give them a lot of problems. Uh, you know, obviously in the Big Ten, they faced everybody. They know what they're up against. And do you expect what's what's it going to take to keep the number two seed? Let me ask you that. Do they have to win the Big Ten tournament or just get to the finals or even the semis? Well, they have to avoid a loss on Sunday. Um, you know, that would be a, a bad loss for them. Um, that would knock them down. You know, a, a peg or two in the overall seed line. 
I think history has shown that getting to the Big Ten or winning the Big Ten tournament championship doesn't serve a heck of a lot just because the gap between the end of the game and the announcement of the bracket is so short that it's it's hard to make you know, drastic changes um, to the bracket at that point. You know, certainly going to Indianapolis and winning uh, two games would put them in a solid spot. Depends what happens around you know the country too. Kansas is taking a step back. Um, certainly, you know, that helps Wisconsin. You know, there's other teams there above Wisconsin that have going to have some tough games. If Wisconsin keeps winning, they will be in a great spot for for a two. I don't. They can't go one. Uh, there's not enough quality opponents left, in my opinion, for them to get up to that one line. Um, but they surely have a profile that's worthy of a one, and they have a profile that's worthy of a two. You just have to kind of avoid any of these hiccups coming up. And, and Sunday against Nebraska, that would certainly qualify as a hiccup that would prevent them from you know, climbing up that seat rung a little bit higher. Ben, good stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. We'll get you back on once we get to the uh, NCAA tournament. We'll have a lot of tournament talk, a lot of hoops to talk about. I appreciate it, though, okay? Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Bill. Absolutely, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Ben Wargel from Rivals.com, and that's where you can read his stuff. Uh, always does uh, a terrific job, and we thank him for coming on, and uh, always great to get him on with us as well. And you can uh, you can find him over there on Twitter. Um, also, uh, the, ba- the Badger Nation is where you can find his stuff, The Badger Nation. He covers the Wisconsin Badgers football, basketball, recruiting, so much more. And you can find his stuff right there. Go to wisconsin.rivals.com. That is wisconsin.rivals.com. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. You talk about some uh, great offers. Quick Trip, they want to put you in a vehicle. And I know new vehicles, uh, for some of you, hard to come by. But uh, Quick Trip, no, they got one. They've got a brand-new 2022 Chevy Tahoe they want to give away. And uh, right now you can get opportunities to win this thing. Here's how you do it. You uh, go into any Quick Trip. You can purchase a Quick Trip take-home meal or a 20-ounce Coke or Smart Water and uh, earn some extra scratches that way. And if you want to earn even more, make it a combo. Bring home a freshly prepared take-home meal with that refreshing Coke or or Smart Water. Put it all together. Scratch off to be entered for a chance to win the Chevy Tahoe and Quick Trip's Quick Rewards app today. That's the Quick Rewards app today. And uh, this thing ends uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks. So you got to get this thing in and done. Get your app downloaded. Go to Quick Trip. It's all good. Great stuff. We all know that. Great stuff at Quick Trip. I'm heading out of town right after the show today. One of my first stops is going to be a Quick Trip. Going to get a little gas, get one of those big sweet teas, maybe a little something to grub on. I got a late dinner tonight. We're going to be down in Chicago at, I don't know, what, some Italian restaurant at about 8.30 or 9, I think, is the reservation. So I need something to tie me over. Stopping at Quick Trip. Going to grab a little bit of Quick Trip, then head down into uh, Chicago, the land of hell, and uh, enjoy a night, hopefully, and have a good time. But stop in and see our friends over there at Quick Trip. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Get the situation with Aaron figured out, then everything can kind of follow. That's kind of where we're at. Those are the words of Brian Goodekinst. General Manager, your Green Bay Packers, and we're waiting. They're waiting, we're waiting as to what the deal is going to be uh, with Aaron Rodgers before it's all said and done. Um, I asked a question going into the top of the hour. 
What if Rodgers waits longer than next Tuesday? Because there's a process here. I think this is, I think what we're expecting or what most fans are kind of contemplating, I think it's going to end up different. And I'll tell you about what I'm talking about, you know, coming up here in, in just a couple of minutes. I just I just think things are going to end a little differently than what many of us are thinking. Might be the best way to put it. Hey, our friends at Wisconsin, Harley Davidson, Craig and the crew out there, the general manager and his team, fantastic stuff. Uh, they continue to get brand new 2022s in. Uh, the Pan Am has been a big, huge hit. The live wire has been a big, huge hit. And Wisconsin Harley-Davidson is always, always your destination to be for the biggest parties, the biggest events, everything that goes on, whether it's the hometown rally and all the bands and stages that they have or it's just some weekend fun. they got bikes and brews coming up. So many different events on the calendar. Go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. And you can find everything that they have from... Riding accessories to shirts and hats and leathers and, you know, you name it. They, they've got everything there is out there and sitting uh, on the shelves right now. They're getting in new stock and a new inventory, too, for this upcoming riding season. And don't forget, they also have uh, the riding course, the riding edge. So if you have uh, not uh, been on a bike before and you want to learn how, or maybe you just want to take a refresher course for safety, that's a great way to do it. Check it out. Wisconsin's number one dealer. That is WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. Stop out and tell them we said hi. Um, This is the way I think a lot of people think it's going to play out. We're not going to hear anything. And then on Tuesday, the final day of the the free agency period, Rodgers is going to make his afternoon appearance on McAfee and make the announcement he's coming back to the Packers. That they've reached a deal. Here we go. And who knows, maybe, maybe if the deal is struck, the Packers let him make that announcement on the McAfee show. Okay? But this is the way I figure it's going to happen. I think in the next 72 hours, maybe even in a little bit over the weekend, you're going to hear about it's going to start to leak out. The Packers of Aaron Rodgers have agreed to a, a contract extension. It's going to be from two to three years. It's going to make him the highest paid player in the NFL, even though he said he was, you know, false. We all know that's not true. Um, It's going to make him the highest paid player in the NFL. And uh, it gives him the opportunity over the next couple of seasons, some flexibility. And ultimately, they end up winning when it comes to getting Aaron Rodgers to come back. Okay go back to the categorically uh, false allegation or denial that Aaron Rodgers tweeted to Pat McAfee uh, when asked about if he wanted to be the highest paid player in the NFL. The caveat to that was, do you want to be the highest paid player in the NFL by a large margin? He said categorically false. Still think he's going to end up being the highest paid player. So I, I think that's the way things are going to matriculate because I don't think you can keep this under wraps 100%. Because what's going to happen is this. Say they reach a deal today, and Rodgers is like, hey, I don't want this thing to leak out. Uh, I want to be able to, to, to do it on Pat's show. Please respect that. Okay. But the Packers are now going to call Devontae Adams. And Devontae is going to say, well, I'm not coming back until Aaron's coming back. And they're going to say, well, we're going to work with you. And he's going to go, what's that mean? And they're going to go, well, we're going to work with you. We're not going to tell you. But, but, but Adams is going to know. So his people are going to know. 
So that's going to lead to maybe talks with Devondre Campbell. Talks with Zedaria Smith. Talks with Jair Alexander's people. You know, people you want to bring back. Rasul Douglas. People you want to bring back. Or have at least talked about. Okay? And they're going to say, well, we don't know. You know, and they're going to say, no, we're going to go ahead and negotiate. We're ready to go. And they're going to say, well, that means there's a, uh, an, an answer on Aaron. And if you're going to talk to me, chances are you're bringing the band back, which means you've got Aaron back. So that means the more people that are going to find out about this, eventually it's going to get out that Rodgers is coming back. However, here's the next question I have for you. Let's suppose Rodgers and the Packers, you know, this week being the combine, and Kent and, and company are down in Indianapolis and, they're waiting, and uh, the ball right now, the offer right now is sitting in Aaron Rodgers' lap. And from what I understand, after conversations last night, the Packers have their offer. They said, Brian Gutekind said again yesterday that when he was asked about the numbers, he's like, well, you know, the numbers are, it's, I can't remember his exact comments, but basically it's we're working on it. There's nothing set in stone right now, okay? So they're working on the numbers. I don't know if that means... We don't have a salary for him yet, or if that means we've got the salary, we just haven't figured out what he wants up front versus what he wants in year two or year three, whatever. You know, I I just don't know. I don't know what if they've agreed to keep him as the highest paid player, but what is that 46 and a half? Is that 47? Is that 50? Is that 55? Who really knows right now, right? So, my thought is that let's say Rodgers wants to know what's going on with Devontae. As Brian Gutekind said again yesterday, that Devontae's deal basically hinges upon Aaron's deal. Rodgers wants Devontae signed. But if you go by the old philosophy of Ron Wolf, you lock up your quarterback first, and then everything plays off of that. That's what you do. Because you don't know what you have until you lock up what is considered to be your biggest investment. So, yeah, the Packers would like to talk to Devontae, but they still don't know what Rodgers is going to ultimately sign for. And you don't want to commit a bunch of money and have players sign and then have Rodgers go, no, that's not, I don't want that. Right? It's kind of the old Mexican standoff. I want you to blink. You need to blink with him first before I'll sign with you, but we're like, we're going to sign with you before we sign with him. So you got to blink. And it's, it's ridiculous. So let's say Rodgers doesn't sign, which means Devontae Adams is a free agent. Rodgers is still contemplating his future after telling everybody, I will make my decision prior to free agency which is now less than one week away. What would that make Aaron Rodgers in the eyes of Packers fans? I think there's three things, really four, that can play out here. Rodgers can make a decision and take less money. Rodgers can make a decision and be the highest paid player. Rodgers could say, no, I want to be traded. Or he doesn't make a decision at all and just lets the game play out and watches player after player after player walk away from the Green Bay Packers.
He could retire. I don't think that's the fifth option, though. I, I mean, it is an option, but I don't think that happens. He's not retiring. There's four things in play. And there's only one that really makes him look good. The second one makes people happy to get this kind of done and start moving forward. The third makes him look like a liar. And the fourth makes the Packers and him look bad for allowing it to get to this point for so long. Right? How do you see this happening? How do you see this playing out? 877-867-1670. Give me your thoughts on all of this. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. So questioning the four different scenarios we brought up as we wait for the clock to wind down uh, on the decision for Aaron Rodgers. This portion of the program, I just, I was telling you yesterday, I just was up at Skipper Buds here in uh, the Pewaukee area, drove past there uh, two days ago, and they had three semi-trucks loaded with boats, uh, some deck boats, some pontoon boats uh, that were still that were brand new coming in. So if you are looking for a new one or even a used one for that matter, but get a hold of my buddy Todd. He's the GM over there at Skipper Buds, 262-544-1200. Start getting ready to get your, uh, get your summer on. Get your summer on. Well, hopefully it's going to be warm. It's going to be beautiful. And everybody's, uh, you know, kind of ready to get out and enjoy life again. As the mandates wind down and everybody wants to get out and do something, what better way to do it? What better way to enjoy summer, specifically a Wisconsin summer on the lakes, man, uh, than heading out to Skipper Buds, 262-544-1200. That's 262-544-1200. Uh, again, uh, if you're going to do it, you're going to do a little grilling out. Speaking of that, check out our buddy Paul Roberts and Roberts Specialty Meats. If you're going to have an NCAA uh, tournament party, uh, I'm going to have the Thin Mints and Ribs on a Stick. Oh, 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 oh boy. Love the ribs on a stick. They just sit there. They marinate. They're all skewered up. It's all the rib meat that's off the bone. They put them on these sticks, and you throw them on the – you don't need to do anything to them. Just throw them on the grill. Oh, my God. So good. So good. The combination of the ribs and a little bit of the fat and a little bit of the juices, and then you got them marinating in barbecue sauce, and they're right there, and all you do is just warm them up and go – oh, my God. So good. Check out Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That is Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. So, give me your thoughts. I'd given you some scenarios. Give me your thoughts regarding the way you think this will play out with Aaron Rodgers. And I said, what happens? Now, I think, and I did to, to go through this again, I think that we get some kind of a decision from Aaron the next 72 hours or maybe even over the weekend. Okay, I can't imagine this dragging all the way out to the midnight hour next Tuesday. He said he would make the decision before the start of free agency, which gives him until, I don't know, what is it, 4 o'clock or something like that, central time or something like that next Tuesday. Well, he He said a lot of things that didn't end up being true. 
Right. And that's my that's my fear is that what happens if this gets passed next Tuesday? You know, the Packers have a decision to make on on, on Devontae Adams. And they're waiting. And Brian Goodkins made it very clear yesterday. They are waiting for Rodgers to make his decision. He's the first domino to fall. He wants Devontae Adams back. And the Packers and Goodkins have said, look, we can't do anything until we figure out what's going on with Aaron so we can get this all together. We've got numbers to worry about. And we know that Devontae doesn't want to get franchised. I guess the phone call's been made to Devontae to say, hey, because they did say we've been in contact. He did say that yesterday. So I guess what they said was, if Aaron doesn't call us, then we're just going to franchise tag and work towards a better deal, but we're not going to let you leave. Okay, that's acceptable, I guess. But in the meantime, you've got other guys that are sitting there waiting to hit free agency that the Packers have a small window of opportunity to negotiate with before they do hit free agency, uh, as far as exclusivity goes. And Rodgers is taking that up, too. Is this? Are you looking at this now like, hey, give him his time, let him make his decision? Or are you looking at this as, boy, what, an, what, a, what a prima donna selfish SOB? One of the two. And I'm getting both sides of this. Because I, I, on one hand, you think he gives you the best chance to win. Brian Gudekin said it time and again. He believes this can be a championship roster. He believes the window is open for the next few years to win a Super Bowl or two. So give him time. Leave the man alone. And others are thinking, what if I'm a guy in that locker room that wants to stay, but I can't get my money because nobody knows what the hell's going on. We're waiting for this guy to make a decision. In the meantime, I got to go out and get mine. So I, I can't wait anymore. Devontae wants a deal. He can't get a deal. They're not going to give him a deal until Rodgers gets done. But that's his guy. That's his boy, right? Rodgers is his boy. I, they, you know, so, so now what? So what side of that fence do you fall upon as we just sit here and wait? I kind of you know? get the sense that no matter what Rodgers does, I don't see the Packers moving on from Devontae. Even though he wouldn't be happy with the franchise tag, I can't see them letting Rodgers and Devontae, the two best at each I, of their positions, go. Here's at my the same question, time. though. Why would you tag Devontae and keep him if Rodgers isn't coming back? I mean, he's the best at his position. I would think they, they yeah, see him but, as a guy critical to their success. But you know, you're not going to have success with Jordan Love. That's also the thing. I, you know, you know. He, if you're not going to get Rodgers back, start the rebuild. You know, the whole thing about, well, we're going to be competitive every year. I get it. You want to be. Sure you do. But what's the difference between competitive and truly competing for a championship? Those are, those are two different. That's vastly a different statement. And I think that's where the Packers are at. They're looking at that possibility that if Rodgers doesn't come back, you know, I mean, then why are we paying $20 million plus to Devontae Adams when all this money we could be either one stockpiling or two going out and getting long-term deals with some bigger, better free agents once we get our quarterback here in the next year or two? You know, I mean, then you can start doing other things. I, it just, it, it seems like right now, and again, I let me, let me say this. I want to see Rodgers come back. I wanted to see Rodgers come back and take less money. I, I think that he's coming back, and I think he's going to be the highest-paid player in the NFL. But I don't know what that's going to ultimately end up doing to the team for as far as the guaranteed money goes. We'll wait and see.
Uh, Wisconsin Cheese Curd King hits me up over on Twitter and says, if Aaron Rodgers takes the money and becomes the highest paid player, that goes against everything he said and stood for. Teammates, being a contender in free agency, being zen and non-materialistic. He also talked a lot about being up there with star in winning titles. Wisconsin Cheese Curd King, you have my 100% agreement. On one hand, you can't you can't fault the guy. He's earned it. On the other hand, you can say, we all know money making a lot of it as a quarterback does not go hand in hand with winning a title. It just doesn't. And you have to understand that. And for as much credit as we give Aaron Rodgers as being the smartest man in the room, he's got to know better. Um, Robin says you have to trade him if he goes uh, past the due date. He would be showing he is not sincere about the decision and uh, reminiscing the Favre saga back in the day. So here, that, that was my question going into this, and people say I'm bashing Rodgers. I'm not bashing Rodgers. But if Rodgers takes longer than next Tuesday to make his decision, what are your thoughts of Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers said he he would he he told everybody told the world numerous times he won't drag it out he'll make a decision before free agency. The free agency tag the uh, the uh, uh, franchise tag ends next Tuesday and free agency gets underway. So tell me what and I don't think that's going to happen okay but say it does. What then? Uh, uh, Phil says Rogers is going to wait, get the money, then complain that the Packers did not bring enough of the guys back, and they struggle. But uh, then say, um, but then goes back on him for it goes all goes back on him for waiting this long. Rogers never has, never will want to fin- the finger pointed at him for the team failing. Let's go to Eric listening to us in Madison. Eric, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. Give me your thoughts. Hey, Bill. How are you? Um, Doing great. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking if it's going to take Aaron this long to decide if he even wants to be in Green Bay, why don't we just unload him? Pick up a bunch of draft picks, Devontae Adams, tag him, trade him, a bunch of draft picks. Go with Jordan Love. If you go 3-14 and 14 next year, so be it. There's two or three good quarterbacks coming out in 23. Draft one of those guys. Get an old, cheap veteran like, I don't know, pick one. Teddy Bridgewater, I don't care who it is, to be a backup. It's not going to cost you a lot of money, so you have a lot of cap room and get the rebuilding going. And I think Goody is smart enough to get us back to being a playoff team by 24. What do you think? Well, I appreciate the phone call because uh, I've got to run here for a break. But uh, as far as getting a bunch of draft picks, if you it depends on – the thought is, let's say you, because most likely you're going to trade them to Denver. Okay, they're the ones that have been positioning for this for a while. You trade them to Denver, you get a starter, you get some draft choices. You're going to have two or three draft choices, uh, first round draft choices going into next year's draft, not this year's, next year's draft. Um, you're going to have Stroud, which is going to be a quarterback that's coming into the league. So he's the guy that's the most anticipated, uh, probably since Joe Burrow. So if you have a legitimate shot, say you have only a five or six win season under Jordan Love, and then you have the draft capital jump up, get your guy, Stroud's your new leader, and then you take the next chapter of Packers football forward, that in a perfect world 
you know, could materialize, you could start the rebuild that way. You could then have quite a bit of money to do it with. So you could put another, a good team. And I'm not saying Stroud's the guy. I'm just simply saying you could jump up and get a quarterback that's coming out of the draft next year, coming into the draft next year. Uh, it could happen, but everything pretty much has to be perfect. We all know that. 877-867-1670. Great stuff, man. More questions, more answers. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Oh, how we looking? Bill Michael Show. On this Wednesday, the Milwaukee Admirals, they continue to win. they got some big weekends coming up. Uh, next weekend, they've got the uh, rival uh, Rockford Icehawks coming to town. If you've never seen an Admirals game with the, the Rockford Icehawks, it's kind of like a boxing match and a hockey game breaks out. Uh, they don't like each other at all. At all. you got the Wolves the next night. Plus, you've got promos coming up and a country concert coming up. Down there, I think it's this weekend or was it last weekend? They had Night Ranger down there. They've had some pretty good concerts after the sh- after the, uh, the the hockey games as well. So, uh, anyway, if you're looking for some really good action and a lot of fun, go see our guys down at the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm telling you, there's a Calder Cup in their future. Yeah, boy. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Some great, great, great hockey action. Go down there and see it. Um. This is what uh, Rogers will. Uh, this is from Drew, Dan. He said uh, Rogers is going to put something out on Twitter this weekend that is twisted, and leaves you scratching your head. And then come to McAfee Tuesday uh, and say he's staying. Steve says I can't help but wonder how much of his future with his ex girlfriend. Uh, and the possible reconciliation plays into his decision. I can't imagine that any of it does. I can't imagine that any of it does, to be honest with you. I mean, I hate to say that, but your job's your job, man. I mean, I know he's Aaron Rodgers and can do a lot, but Unless she says either retire or we're through, maybe that then weighs on him. But beyond that, I can't remember. I, I can't think of anything that would make me think that he would, that that would be the precedent, you know? Uh, Phil says, how can a boss of any company let an employee like Aaron Rodgers run the show? It's just different, Phil. It's a different world, man. I understand where you're coming from. I get it. I agree with you. I empathize with you. But it's just a different world. It's just a different world. Uh, Robin says, "If he, uh, you got to trade him if he goes past the uh, past the due date, he will be showing that he is not sincere about the decision." Uh, and this is from who's this one from Jeff? Um, Jeff says, "Love the show. You bring it every day. I think that Rogers is loving all the coverage." He is proving once again that he is walking right down the path that Brett Favre did, even though he said he would never do that. It's a good point. And you may be more right than you know, you know. You're probably more right than you know. 
Johnny says, even though I'm a Bears fan, I do thoroughly enjoy your show up here in Eagle River. Uh, sports radio, not too popular up here. It's more of uh, pop music, but uh, we need more sports talk up here in Eagle River. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. And uh, Johnny wants to know, when are we going back to the Tomahawk station? Call Greg over there in Tomahawk. Say, Greg, what the hell are you doing? Get the Bill Michael show back on. Just call him up. Call him up. Um, Bill, speaking of the Bears, did you see the yes. recent scuttlebutt that teams think Mitch Trubisky is good again? Yeah, when did that happen? I, is it just the fact that, put it this way, if, if Mitch Trubisky ends up being good, do we then look at Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy as the worst two hires in the history of hires, considering Ryan Pace swore that Matt Nagy was the guy to turn to, to help Mitch Trubisky come along as a quarterback? I think you can build that Mount Rushmore with Adam Gase as the third guy. Just leave the fourth blank. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I think they, they said that Trubisky is better than every quarterback coming out of college, which isn't saying anything, but he's going to no, get another shot. Nobody's coming out of college this year. Right. There's nobody that's worth their salt coming out of college. So, yeah, I could say that because he's just been in the NFL for a few years. Where is he now? What's Trubisky doing now? Buffalo. Who's backup. He, I was going to say, he's with Buffalo as a backup. Okay. I, but he's he's there, right? He's not a free agent or anything. He might be a free agent. Yeah, I think he's a free agent now that the season has ended. Last year, he was a backup in Buffalo. Hmm. I don't think Trubisky always looked to me like he was a step slow. Same thing that we've talked about other quarterbacks. Same thing I see out of Jordan Love. He just makes a decision a second slow. Would the Packers be better off with Jordan Love or Mitch Trubisky? Let's go to the phones. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. They're one and the same. That would be something, though, as far as a feather in the cap for Tom Clements, wouldn't it? And Matt LaFleur. Bring in Mitch Trubisky, and he ends up beating the Bears consistently and becoming somewhat of a, a decent quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not saying he's going to win a championship, but just suppose he becomes a quarterback that can get you to nine wins. Wouldn't that be an absolute kick in the head to everything that is Chicago? Oh, my God. That could be a day of radio in the summer if Rodgers doesn't yeah. come back. So the Packers yep. sign Mitch Trubisky? Yep. Oh boy, that would be. Yeah, now you got now you got some rumors flowing flowing around. Um, I so so, I still gotta believe that it. By the time we talk on Monday, we gotta think we're gonna know something, right? I hope so. Don't you think? You, if you're Rogers, you can't you can't keep the the organization waiting until Tuesday to make a decision on the Pat McAfee show, right? While it's fun to talk and speculate about it, I mean, I'm I'm kind of done with the whole Willie come back thing, you know. Oh, I I think he's coming back, but my argument is 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 he coming back and letting the Packers know right now, and and they know they're going to work it out, or is he just telling them I'll let you know when I let you know, and they they're not talking to him or his representation, right? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hey, our friends at Steny, second to National Walkers Point. 
running shuttles to the Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks, UWM, Marquette, Admirals games. They got it all going on. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. Best Bloody Marys that have ever been made right then and there. Award-winning at Stenny's, and uh, they've got terrific wings. And do not forget, whatever you do, get the Bill Michaels Garlic Cheese Bread. It is cheesy, garlicky goodness. It's like you don't even, even eat it. Just smear it on your body and walk down the street and let people compliment you. It's that good. Fantastic. Stay tuned. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.